Hey, there's a chance we'll be using our grown-up language in this episode, so if you have little kids around, you might want headphones. You might also want a stiff drink. Hey, I'm not judging. Please parent responsibly. Hi, this is Adam. And this is Lisa. And this is Designated Parent. A podcast where we look at children's programming through the lens of adult beverages. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh, that was very pleasant as a sound. I like it a lot. It's um, Tonight's drink is um, a wine goblet. A wine goblet. <laughs> um, it's uh, got apple cider with uh, toasted caramel black velvet very cheap bourbon very very cheap it is is it even bourbon is it whiskey it's whiskey it's yes. not they, they, they make um, no pretense yeah but it is a flavored uh whiskey yeah which is fine but sure in apple cider it's like oh you're drinking a boozy caramel apple and it's so good yeah i mean it's like the simplest drink i think we know how to make <laughs> It, it is very simple, but um, it's so delicious. It's Yeah, it's up there with the complexities of a rum and coke. And it is of the season. It is like, very. It was crisp this morning. I felt like I should probably wear a sweater. I have a hankering for soups. Yeah, we ate an apple pie. Yeah, I mean, it's all kinds of fall out there right mm-hmm. now. I'm here for it. Yes. The the Bengals won today. Yeah, I'm here for I'm here for all the fall vibes. Yeah, I am too. I'm, re- I'm wearing a sweatshirt right now and... It's pleasant. Mm-hmm. It's this is my favorite time of year, bar none. You're a fall a fall person. Mm-hmm. I enjoy uh, when the humidity is suddenly gone out of the air, and I'm like, oh my god, I can breathe. Mm. That's nice. But then it's also immediately replaced by like ragweed. Yeah, so that I sucks. can breathe for like a day. Yeah. <laughs> um, I noticed today that my hair is not as foofy. Like, I was oh, like, my hair feels very... Blomp. It feels flat and sad. Because the humidity died, and so my hair also dies. And um, it's okay. I'll it's live. like a little barometer you wear on your head. Yeah, hygrometer, but yes. Yes. Um, yes. It is. That's actually old school hygrometers. They used Were human just hair. people's hair? They used human hair as a... Uh, and it would, like, curl up? Mm-hmm. But not every hair. Like, right. certain people's hair. There were people... Mm-hmm. Who would sell their hair exactly for scientific tools, and not not every hair worked. I'm sure there were professional mm-hmm. uh, science hair graders. Yeah, of like, no, we don't we don't want your hair. It, this it doesn't get frizzy enough. This part may be apocryphal, but apparently Irish like red Irish hair was very sought after was because it has most... a consistent spring to it. Interesting, which kind of makes sense, like. Yeah, yeah. You could you could probably do that. So thank you to our Irish yeah, listeners like, for contributing to science. Right, like but like thick, glossy, uh black Asian hair, like doesn't bend. You're like it's impenetrable it, it is what to it is. everything. It's fine. <laughs> right. You put under tension and it's just there. Yeah. That's so interesting. It is. It's fascinating. So learn something new every day, folks. Yeah. Well now it's much easier to do with uh all kinds of different, you know wet bulb hygrometers and you ever use a wet bulb hygrometer no i mean there's so much fun Lisa. all all i do is i get the cheapy like one from walmart mm-hmm. that just displays that's it so we're like i just walk by in the lab and i'm like oh 
We're at 50, you know, 4% relative humidity. This should be fine. So uh, wet bulb hygrometers, what you do, uh, it's two thermometers right next to them. And one of them has a wad of cotton around the, the bulb. Mm-hmm. And you get it wet with water. And then you spin it around your head like a bull roar. Do you know what those are? Mm-mm. Okay, it's like a stick on a string. So you just spin it around your head uh, like a lasso, if you will. And you do it for like a minute. And then you pull it down and you look at it. And one of them will have dropped. The the one um, with the wet bulb mm-hmm. will drop, thus the name wet bulb, because it evaporates the water. Right, makes and sense. And the rate at which it evaporates the water is relative to how much humidity is in the air. So then there's a table of what your dry bulb's temperature is, what your wet bulb's temperature is, and the difference is your, there's a, you can look up your humidity. Fascinating. Isn't it? Yeah. I love when I get to teach you sciencey things that I learned like, in like ninth I grade. Like, I don't know if this is science stuff I didn't learn. Yep, it sure is. It's fascinating. I think it's great. I think we need to really steer into that part of the podcast where we talk about your <laughs> shit out of nose. Right. So anyway, how's your week going? Uh, my week was okay. We was had- it? We had a kid in quarantine for uh, COVID positivity. Yes. Um, and that was... Challenging. I'm going to say not ideal. It was not ideal. This is... Uh, kind of terrible. One of our more social kids. I think if it was our oldest, he'd be like, cool. Our oh, preteen would be like, sweet, I'm going to be in my room. Don't talk to me and I won't talk to you. And this is Just slide be- meals under the door. Yeah, best week ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but unfortunately, it was our youngest who is a puppy. And wants to be on top of to everyone with you uh loves hugs and snuggles and it was really hard it was really really hard yeah uh for them to be by themselves <laughs> mm-hmm. but everybody tested negative this morning yeah and so we're able to come back together as a family and eat at the same table and use the same bathrooms and yeah yeah i'm looking forward to a week of a little more normalcy mm-hmm. so um because of my company's policies and school's policies, we're still home till Thursday, which is totally fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I still have like three more days of being home. Alone. Alone with them. Uh, but it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. It'll, it will be... It's a little bit better because we don't have to keep them isolated. There, and there's light. You know, like it yeah, has, three it days, has a... Buddy. And Three day. days. Um, whereas before, it was like, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, and we could be like, hey, why don't you go take a bath? Like, why mm-hmm. don't you sit in the living room and watch the big TV or play Switch on the TV like you never get to do because mm-hmm. everybody doesn't like it when you do that. Right. Like, you got so much opportunity right now. Just, like, have some fun. Yeah. So, like, it'll, it'll be good. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So, that was my last week and some of my this week. Yeah, that's pretty uh, much been my story, too, because we're we both just stuck at home. have so many advent calendars coming to our house. I am the current count, so pumped. The current count, we have uh, we have five people in our home. We have, in the house right now, eight, mm-hmm. eight advent, advent calendars. calendars. There's another wine advent calendar that's been ordered and should be here for you. Yay! I got you a wine advent calendar, and now we're kind of... Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm the only one in the house that doesn't have two advent calendars. I ordered myself a jam advent calendar. I'm so fucking old. 
because I am so excited about like little jam every day. <laughs> I, also, I don't know how someone didn't just label that with "This is my jam." This like, is my jam. Yeah, it's it'd be a great right. Um, I'm going to start a uh, preserves company called yeah. This is my jam. This is my jam, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, but I'm so pumped about my jam advent calendar <laughs> that damn jam okay damn jam but yeah this is like oh i'm a very old person <laughs> mm -hmm. now to be excited about jam advent but here yet yeah, here i am here we are excited but, about jam yeah advent. our kids have uh sock advent calendars coming we we declined sock advent this year we have plenty of socks we have fun socks but our kids just lose destroy grow out of grow out of socks at an alarming rate mm -hmm. and so uh, a new influx of socks every december is not bad 12 new pairs every december is not a bad deal and i can call their ones and be like oh i don't i lost this match this one has a hole in it of course our kids don't actually wear matching socks most of the time yeah that's just and i've been to the school and seen the kids walking and i'm like <laughs> none of them, wear none of them are socks. wearing matching socks this is apparently just the thing it's the thing it's even the thing to have like one very short sock and, and one, one very tall sock. and one very long sock and i'm like i don't know if this is a thing everywhere or if it is a, a extremely, extremely local. local trend but i am i would have to watch a lot of children's television to find out if I'm, that's what they're doing on like the nickelodeon yeah maybe but i don't want to yeah no thanks um, um yeah that's really weird it, it is i'm not mad at it because it means my kids don't spend 45 minutes crying that they can't find matching socks in the no. morning but it is just kind of it's, it's interesting i have given up like fortunately our kids are old enough that i help them wash their clothes and make sure mm -hmm. you know the process just runs on a saturday morning because if i trusted them to do it it would take till saturday evening to do three loads of water right so like they kind of do the process uh and then we just, just give drop them a it off basket of unfolded clean laundry and we're like put it away and it just gets wadded into drawers. Right, which, but I don't care. Whatever. Yeah, we have a few <laughs> nice things that we'll make sure get hung up so, you know, we can go to every, grandma's. Every once in a while. But that's that's fine. But yeah, so we have sock advent. We have some Lego advent calendars, I think. Spoilers, mm -hmm. kids, if you're listening. Right. They shouldn't, shouldn't be, be listening. shouldn't be listening to this podcast. Uh, and then um, I have a dice calendar. You have a dice advent. Yes. It's all uh, polyhedral dice. You know, Dungeons and Dragons dice. One to twelve? Um, How do you do one? Twenty-five. <laughs> What? <laughs> How do you do a one-sided die? Is it just like there's one number and all the rest are blank? What? No. <laughs> I'm confused about your question. Like, I was asking, are the die all different sided? No, no. I mean, there's there's the standard seven there's like sides. There's the four and the... There's, there's a, a, a four, a six. Well, fours and sixes and... 12s and 10s and 100 and well not 100 but like the hundreds place on the a 10 set, yeah that you uh, make. and then a 20 so you know the standard kind of spread there might be a two in there i don't know uh that's a coin mm -hmm. a d2 is a coin um then there's some other kind of more eccentric weird ones that don't come up very often like d3s and mm -hmm. and stuff like that but those are you, you can make any die they make them into like cylinders with just that number of faces yeah okay and you just read that the, makes sense read the face that's up so it'll it'll say three on the the two apexes that are up 24 more dice yeah that's what we need in this house yeah yeah we're down to our last couple thousand <laughs> yes we have a lot of dice 
We do. We do. We have several sets. I have literal pounds of dice that I purchased. Right, right. And and use, and they're fun. Yeah, it's fine. It's fun. It's good. But I'll get to go to D&D tonight, or to, this week, whenever. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about that in person, because I'm not in quarantine. So... Yay! Yay! Yay some negative COVID tests. So anyway, so that's that's all good. Uh, I I feel like I need one more, like for you me. You need another advent. Yeah, because everybody's got yeah. two except me. Okay, so wine advent is that twenty four or twelve? Twenty four. Okay. I, I want big for you. So I, have, I love you. I oh, you're the best. I so I have two twenty four advent calendars. So you might need another twenty four. That sounds fair. I got to be fair. I, I was researching bourbon calendars, but oh, they are yeah, like, they are pretty penny. They are expensive out there and mostly sold out already. So I could just go to the liquor store <laughs> and just buy like airplane bottles and just buy airplane bottles of whatever's around. I mean, whatever, but we'll see. Uh, We'll see. I'll, I'm, I'll I'll do some research. I might come up with something fun mm-hmm. for me. It might be, just be like the Lego City Advent Calendar, right? That'll or just... you're like, I get Lego Harry Potter too. <laughs> like, yes. This is also me. Or I found last year's Lego Harry Potter, so like I'm gonna enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Slightly different, but we'll see. It'll be fun. I'm sure our kids will enjoy and complain, but yes, such is life. Our kids do lose their minds over those damn sock advent calendars. Yeah, they were like, so pumped about sock advent. Mm-hmm. I was like, do you want to do sock advent this year? They're like, of yeah, course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I cannot do sock advent. It's not Christmas without sock advent. I was like, oh, is it not? Because like one day Target's going to be like, we're out of the sock we're, advent. We're done making sock advent and I will have to figure something out. No. Yeah. We'll just buy a 12 pack of socks and be like, here, <laughs> throw them at each child every you get, morning. You get sock advent. It's just like a pack of Hanes. <laughs> Why are these all just white socks? Well, here, I'll make it trendy, you know. Every, you know, I got three packs. One's a crew cut, one's a long, and one's a black pair. Mm-hmm. And you can mix and match we'll every day. tie-dye them at the beginning. <laughs> no, that sounds like work. I'm just going to, like, open and randomly pick two socks and throw Absolutely. them at my children. Sounds like a plan. I entirely endorse this. Yeah. So. But um, speaking of Advent, we watched a movie. Right. I predicted this somewhat you predicted this as well we both mm-hmm. pred- we agreed on this prediction last week that we would of course stick with the holiday spooktober theme right and only watch uh appropriate films this this month <laughs> so of course the movie they picked tonight was elf it was elf yeah which uh, we have somehow not done yet yes a classic like i don't know how we haven't reviewed this movie because my kids see this movie um Several times within a Christmas season, but also so, scattered throughout the year. Like just randomly. Yeah, it'll be like some Saturday morning in July, and I will uh, walk into the living room, and the kids will be watching Elf, and mm-hmm. I'll be like, "Okay, <laughs> all right, whatever." It's a fun movie. It's a good movie. I uh, spoilers. I like this film. I also like this film. I will argue uh, over the last twenty years, so going back to the turn of the century. Um, okay. There have not been a lot of great Christmas movies so that have cracked the pantheon mm-hmm. of great Christmas movies. Yes. You know, the... Not the, new classics. New classics. The ones that are just on TNT all fucking day. Right, right. You know, you got the Christmas story. You got the Christmas story. You got White Christmas. Um, you got Miracle on 34th, 34th Street, which honestly I've never even seen because it's, it's very long. It's very long and... Very 
it's not boring. great, but it's it was boring. what they had in that time. Right. Uh, uh, it's a, a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life. Black and white only, no colorized pasteurizations. <laughs> um, yeah. And then like... Yeah. Well, and then there's like also... Home Alone. Home Alone. Yeah. I mean, it's it's Home outside of that. Home Alone is a Christmas yeah. classic. Uh, but then you also get movies like uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Mm-hmm. You get... Uh, and Frosty the Snowman. Frosty the Snowman. Uh, and How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Oh, yeah. The, the original Boris Karloff. Absolutely. Uh, narrated 30 minutes and we're out version yeah anything jim carrey almost acceptable but not great not great not great anything the most recent one with benedict cumberbatch is the grinch that was was not terrible yeah it was not was not was not terrible but anytime you take a a story you could read in 10 minutes and you're like let's make this into two hours no no thank you no no I don't. I don't need or want all of this like complicated backstory. <laughs> nope. Just just get on with it. Yes. Um. Yeah, those are about it in terms of like yeah the the like classic the classic Christmas movies. Oh, uh, Charlie Brown. Oh yes, Charlie He's Brown too. But like this one has cracked that list. I feel Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh yeah, totally. Also, or Mickey's Christmas Carol. No, no, just just Muppet Christmas Carol. The Christmas Carol with the dead-eyed CG Jim Carrey. <laughs> Absolutely, that was another movie our kids, kids watched this weekend. This weekend, yeah. and I'm like, really, we're watching God. this? I was like, I'm going somewhere else. This is gonna haunt my dreams. Oh, it is. It's terrible. <laughs> um, yeah, Muppet Christmas Carol, I think, is there, but again, it's mm-hmm. it's older than. Yeah, not in the last twenty years. Not in the last twenty years. I think this is the only entry. But I also feel like you need 20 years to know if the movie made it. Yes. Like. Yes. Like in, I don't know, the like, definitely the year after. I feel like bad Christmas movies, The Shine fizzles pretty quick. Yeah. Like two or three years after, you'd be like, we're going to watch Home Alone. And you'd be like, ugh. Like. What? No. Yeah. Or like, whatever. Office party or bad santa or whatever whatever like yeah like those well there is also there is like the bad santa office party like grown-up christmas movie and those are fairly forgettable mm-hmm. and terrible cause... yeah cause, okay so the problem with christmas movies mm-hmm. is you don't go and watch them on christmas day you like right movies that come out on christmas day are very different than Christmas movies. Right. It's usually some sort of action or mm-hmm. rom- like winter rom-com. Winter rom-com, action movies, and then like movies that are enjoyable that you could watch with your parents without being too embarrassed. Like Knives Out. Yeah. Is the perfect. Like... It was a great Christmas Day movie because yes. it was, it was, I mean, there's a murder at the center of it, but it was such just like an Agatha Christie, like. Right. Yeah. It wasn't, you're not offended, but grandma's not going to be clutching her pearls. Right, right. So, like, there's that, where, like, that's really the sweet spot for Christmas Mm -hmm. movies. It's Christmas movies that, like, you could watch with your, like, 65-year-old parents and your 14-year-old nephew, and no one is like, oh my god. (laughs) Yeah, no one is appalled or, like, just annoyed. Yeah. So, yeah, there are some of those. Well, and also I'd say there's some, you can launch a kid's film, like. You can. You know, you a, a Disney animated flick or something, but they usually try to avoid that kind of time. They're usually mm-hmm. earlier. 
so that then the week everybody has off for Christmas, you take the kids to see a movie on a Tuesday. Yes. And everybody's a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But but anyway, but we watched Elf today. We watched and Elf And I like today. this movie. I like this movie this a lot. This is a great movie. Um, one of the things I love about this movie is how much it starts with like a tribute to the old style stop motion uh claymation movies yeah this movie has what our kids call uh beginning credits yes and they're like only old movies have beginning credits i'm like oh i'm like what about this one this one's not that old and they're like first of all it is that old (laughs) it's 20 years old this is from 2003 it is that old and uh this is trying to be an old movie So, so it doesn't count doesn't count and i'm like okay fair uh, but the intro is done by Papa Elf, uh, mm-hmm. Bob Newhart, ladies and gentlemen, who's amazing. National treasure. Yes. Um, and he's given the story of elves and how they work at the North Pole because um, there's three jobs for an elf. Right. Remember what they are? Uh, you can make shoes mm-hmm. for a, a shoemaker, cobbler. Yep. And you can bake cookies in a tree. Yep, very dangerous. Which is, yeah, super dangerous. Or, uh, if you're really, really good at being an elf, you can be, like, upper echelon of elf career tracking is working in Santa's workshop at the Mm. North Pole. Right. So, that's where he's at, the big show. And elves are perfectly attuned to work in Santa's workshop. They're really tiny. They have tiny little fingers, so they can work in tiny little electronics. (laughs) Yeah. They're diligent and hardworking. Right, and apparently they don't need sleep. No, they don't. Uh, also, they don't um, they don't drink as much as gnomes. Right. Which was pointed out, and they're toilet trained, unlike, unlike um, trolls. trolls. So, you know, yeah. best of all possible worlds. Right, clearly it's the magical creature of choice. Uh, and there's been no humans at the North Pole until, bum bum bum, plot starts. Right. Is Santa human? No. What is Santa? He's magical. But he's not elf. He's a right jolly old elf. Okay. But he's a big elf. He's a big elf. He's like an elf who took like too much growth hormone. Too many, too many roids. I don't know. Early on. I don't know. Maybe they get bigger with age, like crocodiles. They just keep growing forever. Mm -hmm. But then when one gets too big, Santa senses its dominance and (laughs) takes it out. (laughs) Perhaps. I'm going with that theory. See, I always thought that Santa was a human, mm-hmm. uh, but Im- imbued with some kind of magical shenanigans. So I will say this gets into the problem we get in with, like, when we talk about the Marvel movies, and I'm like, which version of this it, story yes. are we telling? That's true. That's true. Because depending who you ask and what story and what year and what culture you're from, Santa changes so radically. Yes. You could pick a story to fit any narrative. I guess, works, so. but I guess so. This this one it is by Ed Asner, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Who uh, my favorite Santa? He is probably my favorite Santa. He's kind of gruff and <laughs> surly, <laughs> but also heart of gold. Right, he's seen some shit. Yeah, he's he seems fun. Uh, I did, by the way, following up on a thing from last week. Uh, I was wondering aloud if Ed Asner's last role was going to be Muppet. Um, Muppet Haunted Mansion. Right, right. A, like a two-second cameo in Muppet Haunted Mansion. Dude's got six more movies in the can. <laughs> he was so busy. He was working. Man. Well, yeah. good. I'm glad good we have more. Him. We got more, more I don't look forward to. 
Uh, some of it is Christmas stuff, so I'm hoping maybe we get more Ed Santas mm-hmm. in there. I don't know what. I mean, he did play Santa in an episode of Storybots. That's true. So. He was like in a bar. <laughs> Which is where I imagine Santa is 364 days out of the year. Absolutely. I would be too. So we flash back after the long opening credits to an orphanage mm-hmm. 30 years ago. 30 years ago. And there's a baby and there's Santa. And Right, and it's an orphanage run by nuns. Yep. Because were we doing that 30 years ago? Did we have orphanages run by nuns? Maybe. When do we, we were 10? Do we establish this as an America? Ooh, maybe it's not. Yeah. Maybe. His, well, his dad ends up in America, in yeah, New York City. City. But maybe... Maybe his mom like went home to wherever she was from. She, her name's Susan Wells, so her name is Susan seems Wells. pretty white bread American. Maybe she's Canadian. Maybe she is Canadian. I don't know. I don't know how the orphanage system works in other countries. I'm gonna say please don't Google that. Like <laughs> yeah. Canadian nun orphanages <laughs> is not Not a good Google. Perhaps. It's not a good Google that will yeah. increase your view of humanity, let's just say. Mm-hmm. Um but anyway, uh Buddy ends up in Santa's bag and take him back up to the North Pole where he's discovered. And they're like, well, what the fuck do we do with this child? Right. And instead of being like, oh, well, we know where you came from. We can just put him back because we're magical and can travel the world in night. It's like, nope, I already made my rounds. Like, I took my shoes off. I'm done. I'm done. I'm staying here. Anybody want a baby? <laughs> Truly. Merry fucking Christmas, Bob Newhart. <laughs> you get a baby. And so, but Bob Newhart does take this baby. Right. He's like, great. I always wanted a baby. Let's do this. Sure. I guess that's how Elf Road production works. I mean, he had always meant to settle down. But he just forgot to. He just, you know, got busy mm-hmm. uh, focusing on his career. Yep. So we got a montage of Buddy growing up and he's, you know, he is a human sized child in an elf world, which means he's taller than everybody else at six. Mm-hmm. And so he's like riding a tricycle around the the house, just destroying shit. He's, right. Doesn't fit in his classroom. And also, invariably, like they show an adult Will Ferrell mm-hmm. doing these things. I mean, there's kids in some of the early ones, but then like it's adult Will Ferrell in a classroom. Right. And I'm like, it should be like middle school Will Ferrell <laughs> in this classroom. Maybe he got held back a lot because he's really bad at being an elf. That's true. Or also, it's possible like elves are like hobbits where like you're 40 years old. You're just coming into full age. Like, yeah, yeah. Will is definitely still a child in everyone's eyes. Yeah, and he hobbits, does hobbits act like and one. gnomes are that way. Yeah, dwarves. Dwarves, and... yeah, where like the smaller you are, the longer you live. It's just like takes you a long time to be mature. mature. Well, elves are Famously snobby about that too in the in the lores. Oh, famously snobby about how long it takes them to be grown ups. Well, no, just like anybody younger than you is obviously a child. Right. But elves are famously snobby about every about fucking thing. Yeah. So it's true. like the Tolkien esque elves. Mm-hmm. Not the Santa's helper elves. They seem pretty cool. Right. But <laughs> um they uh they end that kind of montage with uh Papa Elf bringing Buddy into the sled room. It's like, I'm going to teach you how to use the sled. Yeah, like, we've got 
Uh, it used to run on Christmas Spirit, but that kind of petered out in the 60s. So now it's got this jet turbine engine that I wired into the bottom. Right, right. To give it a little boost. And that helps Santa get all it's, over. It's kind of jury-rigged. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's done good work. Don't right. get me wrong. But right. But like, it's definitely like clutched together. Yeah, he basically duct taped a jet engine to the bottom of a uh, giant red sleigh. Right. Works fine. I mean, he welded it. It's got like a harness. It's got some, yeah, it's definitely got some, like, angle iron and <laughs> some, like, T-straps and, like, just, yeah, you know, you know, tensioned in there. And it's, it's fine. It's fine. Duct tape and spit. It'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely has that era of, like, the dad just, like, strong arming whatever solution into. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll work. It'll fit. It'll be great. Dad, are you sure that's the right alternator for the Chevy? It. He has Ford on it. Yeah, it's fine. fine. It's fine. It's 12 volts. Everything's 12 volts. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Right. But anyway, um, and so Buddy's being brought in to help on that because maybe this is his skill set. Right, right. Because um, Buddy's bad at everything. Yeah. In being an elf. Mm-hmm. So he's like on the toy production line or whatever. Making edge sketches. Making edge sketches. And he only made like, I don't know, 900 in... It was 85. 85. He made 85 in a day, and an hour. I don't know how long. I don't know how long he's been at the station, but he... Right, but he made 85, and they're like... That puts us... that only puts us, like... 915 behind. Right, under pace. Means he was supposed to make a 1,000. Right. In that time. (laughs) He made 85. (laughs) He's like, well, we got a special assignment for you. And they, like, go through... They do go through, like, this little encouragement, team-building exercise of, like, you're not bad, you're just special. Right. Right. You know, you, like you're, you just are. I mean, like you bring a lot of good things to the table, like you bring down the octave. You, you're the only baritone in the elf choir. So you bring down our group a whole octave, which is cool. You're right. You can reach the top of the Christmas tree to put the star on top. And you like, change you all can... the batteries and the smoke detectors. Right. Every six months. <laughs> like there's a whole lot of things you do. Awesome, buddy. Like we love you. Yeah. It's fine that you're different. So why don't you just come over here and test the jack-in-the-boxes and so he's sitting there next time he's he's testing the boxes and some guys are talking on the other side of the cube wall there Mm -hmm. like can you believe that guy like geez he's really killing us yeah he's really he's really killing our numbers and like it's okay i think we can make it up you know like it's fine you know we'll be fine uh, and he's like, well, uh, I mean, I don't know. If he hasn't figured out that he's a human yet, he probably never will. So, like, we probably need a long-term solution. <laughs> and that's when Buddy overhears, he's and he like, starts what? thinking through. And he has, like, a whole mental montage of all the things where, like, mm-hmm. his feet didn't fit in the shoes. And, like, you can't really take a shower legitimately. Which goes on way too long, the shower gag. But it's still funny. Yes. Uh, and... Just tiny like, showers are hilarious. It's it's great. Will Ferrell like folded in half trying to like splash himself. It's great. Um, whoever built that set, <laughs> like they got the note for that, and they were just like, "Say what? Kudos I need a three quarter sized shower that Will Ferrell's got to be like crammed mm-hmm. into." Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all black and white too. All, all right then. <laughs> I'll make it happen. But uh, Will Ferrell ends up. Passing out from shock and falling on one of the other elves. Mm-hmm. By the way, did you pick up? Um, this is not a trivia thing because it's. I think it's pretty well known. But one of the elves, the main guy with the clipboard. Uh huh. That's um. That's the main character from a Christmas story. 
Oh, it's the same it actor. Is. Yeah. Yeah. He's got the same little like round cheeks he had. Yeah. Back then. But he's. Nice. Yeah. It's a good. I, again, this movie knows where it comes from and does a good job of just embracing some yeah, of the traditions. Yeah, bringing and, it all in. Okay, I do have a question about elf productivity. Mm -hmm. So their problem is that Buddy is bringing them down. Right. And they keep trying to, like, shove him off onto other things. Mm -hmm. Why didn't they just let him be inefficient and then, like, put somebody else on that, whatever? Like, do they have a quota of, like, there's only ten spots for making action sketches? I don't know. Like, I think you would be like, all right, Buddy, you're going to be the safety inspector. Yeah, give him a clipboard and yeah. like again you get to check the smoke detectors because you're uniquely suited to this job right and you get to uh help us out you can be on the intramural basketball team you can do absolutely yeah like you can be a supervisor i need you to check all these numbers you know like yeah i don't know i like i promote him to where he's least useless mm-hmm which yeah i feel i feel like they could have handled that better well or they just could have been like our team is going to be a team of 12 and not a team of 10. Yeah. Like, it seems like they have plenty of elves to go we're gonna, around. We're going to take 20 minutes and build another table at the end of this other table. Mm -hmm. We're going to somebody across from Buddy who's doing the same task he is. Right. So the two of them together built 1,085 Etch-a-Sketches instead of yeah. 1,000 or 85. And yeah, I don't like life's good. Yeah, I they, could, I, they could have handled that differently. Yeah. Maybe there's a labor shortage. But... Uh, but he ends up running home, hiding in the bathroom, and Papa Elf knocks on the door. He's like, I think we need to talk. And so he tells him about his dad, Walter. Yeah, he's like, so you're adopted. And your dad is Walter. And like he met and fell in love with this beautiful woman named Susan Wells. Yep. Um, and then she put you up for adoption. And then later she died. Yeah, so... Um, tragically your dad's the only thing left but you and your dad never knew that you were born right and he's like takes it pretty well yeah and then he just has to like go outside and like talk to some of the anthropomorphic <laughs> characters <laughs> right right like uh mr narwhal and uh arctic puffin arctic puffin and a snowman yeah leon named leon yeah leon is i forget the last name but leon is played by a famous jazz musician named leon mm -hmm. and so it's kind of cool. It's good. <laughs> uh, he's even got his hat. It's it's a great little thing. But Buddy decides he needs to go down and meet his dad. And so everybody else, all the critters are like, yeah, yeah that sounds reasonable. Mm -hmm. So the next scene is him getting ready to go. And he's inside the workshop talking to Santa and the elves. And they're right. Uh, so his dad told him, like, you're... Your dad lives in a magical place called New York City, and he works in this building, the like Empire State the building. Empire State Building, and it's like such a beautiful, magical land. Yeah, and so Santa pulls him aside. He's like, "All right, so you're going to New York City. I've been there a ton of times. Let me tell you the lay of the land. First off, the real Rays. There's a lot of places to say they're the real Rays pizza. Real Rays pizza is on 11th. You see free <laughs> gum on this on the subway. Don't take it. It's not presents." Like, to leave the gum stuck to the subway. Right. Peep shows are not all about looking at your presence. Right. Thanks Thanks for uh, like heads throw, up. throwing that in there in a children's movie. Yeah. What's a peep show, Mom? It's not about presents, done. <sighs> yeah. And then the last bit was, oh, and about your dad. And about your dad. He's on the naughty list. No! 
and we cut to Walter trying to repossess a series of books mm-hmm. from nuns. Well, so many nuns in this movie. Yeah. It's... Like, and they're wearing the habit. Yeah, I mean, they're all in the habit. Uh, so, a lot of nuns gave up the habit in, like, mm, the 50s. Yeah, like, it's really not super Like, no, nobody wears a habit anymore. I mean, they might have, like, a little hat or something, but or, like, a little shawl, but it's not usually Yeah, it's not, full... it's not the, like, nun costume yeah. that... Uh, like the, yeah, but this is a the Catholic burka yes. that you're used, you know, that we're seeing here. Mm-hmm. Um, is that wow? Is that offensive? Possibly. I, I mean, probably to many people, it, it is. probably crossed some streams that should not have crossed. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, he's repossessing books because they missed some payments. First off, what kind of bastard puts an orphanage on a payment plan for kids' books? Yes, you give them the kids' books and you write that shit off. Yeah, but like that. Then- this is a te- for tax purposes. Yeah, this is just fine. Mm-hmm. Just take the loss and and the good publicity, like put it in. Right. You know, have the nuns and the kids pose with a couple of books with your logo on the back, real prominent, and then you know, move absolutely, on. absolutely. You just like but, write that shit off. But no, he's like, oh, got to get the monies. Yeah. So they they cut back real quick, and everybody's sending Buddy off, and he gets the little snow globe which i guess is his map yeah snow to globe identify, map. identify you know, the right building yeah so i mean just, it's the empire you're state just building. walking around with a snow globe do you guys like, know where this is i want to go to this place and it, well and most new yorkers would be like yeah have you ever tried to ask directions from most new yorkers most new yorkers are like fuck you <laughs> so yes actually i have and most new yorkers are like oh you're a guest fine i'm going to send you the tourist like tourist traps so you get out of my space if you are just if you're a visit if you're visiting New York, like I would look at subway maps and people would ask me if I was okay. Mm-hmm. Like New Yorkers are not terrible to non-New Yorkers. If you're a fellow New Yorker, they will stab you for walking too slowly on the sidewalk. Like you are competition. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Okay. Or you're a so, guest. So I should I should carry around a snow globe as. A map and be like, I'm looking for this building. <laughs> yeah, sure. Also, it helps if you're like Will Ferrell and dressed as an elf. Yes, he is dressed as an elf. But he takes off. Uh, he goes on a ice floe. He goes to the uh, candy cane forest. And then yeah, across the mountains. There's a, there's a whole candy cane forest above Canada. I'm possibly part of Canada. Honestly, yeah. there's I not mean, a lot of people up there. Canada's now. big. Like, it could, be, it could be all candy cane forest. I haven't been to very much of it. It would explain Newfoundland. <laughs> like, those people are weird. Um, but you ever met Newfies? I mean, maybe. I, I met Newfies when I was in New York City. They're fantastic as, mm-hmm. as a species. I, yeah, I they're encourage great. them. They're great. Um, but anyway, he meets a raccoon that he tries to hug. That goes very poorly. Yes. Do not hug a raccoon. Ever. That's a that's an important lesson this, yeah. this movie has taught us. Um, you know, or at least get consent from said raccoon before Absolutely. attempting. Always check for consent before any hug, especially with wildlife. Mm-hmm. There you go. Brand safety tick. And then he comes down and he crosses through the Lincoln Tunnel. Like, just walks through the Lincoln Tunnel. Like on the edge where the, like. Yeah, there's a maintenance. A maintenance uh, An corridor. evacuation corridor. But, uh... Gross. Yeah. Super, I'm, super gross. I'm surprised he came out, like, not all sooty. <laughs> or, like, <laughs> oxygen-deprived. Yeah. 
He knew who's to say he wasn't oxygen. How would you detect brain damage on Buddy the Elf? Yeah, that's a real question. But uh, he ends up getting into New York City. There's a Pennies from Heaven montage, which mm-hmm. is a great song. Uh, as he, like, hopscotches off crosswalks and, like, goes to the greatest cup of coffee in the world. And he's like, congratulations, you did it. It's great. He sees a guy that dressed like Santa, but it's not really Santa. Uh, he goes running around a circle and, like, a um revolving door revolving door yeah like he just has all kinds of crazy kooky fun right instead of actually just going to see his dad i mean you know you might as well enjoy the journey mhm uh, but he does eventually arrive goes up in the empire state building um do you have to pay to go up to the empire state building do you have to like prove that you're there on business or can you just like walk in and push buttons so a little bit of both. Okay. So if you if you walk into the lobby of the Empire State Building, um, the main lobby, there's basically a receptionist that's like, where are you going? Yeah, why, why are you here? Why are you here? Who are you seeing? Where are you going? And they'll check you in. Like, and you can have, you know, I'm, I'm seeing so-and-so on floor, whatever. And they right, look I them up and be like, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, there are the elevators and then you basically walk up to the elevators and like, where are you going? And there's an attendant that will send you there so that you can't be like, I'm going to floor 47 to see my buddy and then push like the top floor and try to get to the observation deck. Also, those elevators don't go to the observation deck. Right, right. There's the elevators that are in the office part. And yeah. then the, the observation deck is its own elevator. Also, there's all kinds of security and like metal detectors and x-ray like because. Yeah. It's it's a thing. It's a building. Yeah. And so you got to get through that, um, which they just glance over because that's not It's fun. not cute. <laughs> it's not cute. It's not fun. Although, if he was walking in as... At, dressed as, as Buddy the Elf. elf and saying, I'm here to see Walter Hobbs on floor 34, they'd be like, oh, fantastic. Yeah, sure. You must be a Christmas gram. Well, like, wave you through. It, it, let's, you know, go through the metal detector, but... Well, I mean, he doesn't have any metal on him. He barely even has pants. Right. So he's probably fine. And then on his way, right? What What's the worst this guy could be? Yeah. Uh, psychotic. But then there's the side entrance, which is the, like... I want to go to the observation deck and you actually go down kind of into the basement and see the like museum part of it. And, and then go up. And then go all the way up. So there's a different entrance for that. Okay. Just wondering. But yeah. At least that was the last time I was there, but that's been a few years. It's, yeah, it's been a minute. So, but this was in 2003, was post September 11th. So there yeah. should have been a lot more security at the front. Nope. But he walks in and yeah. then he goes into the elevator and he pushes all the buttons because it glows and it's beautiful. And he's like, oh, that's so pretty. <laughs> Yep. And the person he's with is just kind of like, yay. I'm going to stop at every fucking floor, aren't I? But he does get off at his dad's floor. He's like, oh, wait, I need. I forgot to give you a hug as the door is closed. And I'm sure that guy was he's just like, like, it's fine, bye. Bye. Why didn't he just get off on the next floor and be like, I'm taking the next elevator? Yeah, this is my floor. I'm just going to Yeah, I got to go, bye. Then, I don't know. I don't know. He just was like, I'm in it for the ride. He was live tweeting. I don't know. I don't it know. It was before Twitter. It was. <laughs> um, but... We see his dad is in uh, his office discussing a reprint with somebody because there's pages missing from the book and they're all freaking out. Right, and the book doesn't make any sense. And he's like, well, the book wasn't great anyway. So, like, I don't fucking care. It's for kids that can't read. Yeah. So, fuck it. Uh, But Buddy arrives and everybody's like, oh, he must be a Christmas scam. Let's go in. And Walter's like, all right, you going to sing me the song or or not? And he goes, okay. Sings this terrible song about... 
Right. He's like, so you're my dad, and I'm I was singing. adopted, and Susan Wells had me, and uh, but I love you, and it's great to see you, and this is weird. And everybody's like, that was super weird, and okay, you know, and Walter's like, all right, you're done, go away. He's like, no, 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 I'm your son. Like Susan Wells had me. I'm been looking for you, and I found you, and I. I I'm really excited to meet you, and I thought, right, and we could be a family again, or whatever. And Walter's like, "The fuck you say? Did you say Susan Wells? Call security! Like, get this man out of here!" And uh, he gets thrown out, and the the security guards are like, "Yeah, man, get out of here! Yeah, go back to Gimbals." Yeah, yeah, and they all like kind of give a bro high five of like, "Yeah, I got that guy." Told right. him a burn, <laughs> a fantastic burn, bro. burn. But um, he goes to. He sees Gimbal's, which mm-hmm. is the department store. Yeah, big fancy department store. And he's like, oh, okay. So he goes to walk into Gimbal's, gets hit by a taxi, mm-hmm. which was apparently not in the script. Oh, just, he just really dive-bombed into a taxi. Yeah, because be the funny. taxi just, no, because <laughs> no, a taxi just came around the corner too fast and hit Will Ferrell. Right. Was he injured? No, he was fine. He kind of like gave a little hop and ended up on the hood like you see. And he was and like, then ran off. watch and then, those yellow ones. They don't stop. Yeah. And that became a gag for the rest of the movie was like every so often, every time he crosses the street, you see a taxi like slam its brakes on before it runs into him. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's not entirely it's not. inaccurate. That's a lot of waiver to sign. <laughs> yeah. So he gets the gimbals. He has more hijinks like fish out of water stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's also dressed as a elf. And right. there are many other people dressed like elves. Because so. there's a holiday land. Also, while he's doing this montage, at one point he's like, have you seen the toilets? They're humongous. Yes. This implies he had not seen a life-size toilet until that moment. Until he went to, uh, yeah, to, gimbals. to New York. No, to oh, Gimbal specifically. Mm-hmm. Like, he's been in New York for uh, two whole montages now. Right. but the Plus mon- visiting his dad. Plus he had a walk there from, like, wherever. Right. I don't... I Doesn't help shit in the woods? I guess so. I guess so. I guess so. But he's very excited. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, I would from- be excited for toilets that are my size. I remember coming back to America from China and being like, wait, everybody's got a sitting potty? Yes. Like, I'm not... No worse potties. by... Oh, blessings. I was the best. <laughs> um, but he ends up in Gimbal's and he gets spotted by uh, the supervisor. Yes. Who's he's like, like hey, you su- you're supposed to be over there. Like, No shopping on company time because he's like looking at a negligee or something that says for that special someone. For that special someone. And so uh, he takes off and he ends up at the toy section, which is the North Pole. Mm-hmm. It's the seasonal. Yeah, the seasonal decor of the toy section. Mm-hmm. And uh, he makes the boss makes an announcement. He's like, "Hey, tomorrow Santa will be here." Like, Santa. It's like, yeah. So you know, have your receipts. Yeah. And uh, which implies you can only get a photo with Santa if you bought something from Gibbles. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's you either pay for the photo or you buy something. Yeah, that's your options. Like Mm -hmm. free photo with fifty dollar purchase. Yeah. Yeah, I can see it. Totally. Uh, so he's super excited, but then we meet Zoe Deschanel. Zoe Deschanel with blonde hair, no bangs, and no bangs. I don't even know who she is anymore. Yeah, well, I mean, this was two thousand three, so like, <laughs> you don't know who she was back then. I knew who she was. Yeah, I know, but like, she was the skeleton with bangs, right? Right. And now, and then she like did this movie, and then went back 
to that for like new girl right right and then has always been skeleton with bangs because she's like oh people got real mad when i was like blonde and had no bangs yeah apparently <laughs> people are like oh my gosh you were an elf and she's like yeah i was like the second was, like, main character there's like the only woman <laughs> no no not the only not the only woman there's at least one other there's one other um and She's like super jaded and just working here because she needs a fucking job, which right. I see that hand. Right. Um, but Buddy is like kind of smitten. Right. And it's like, I'm just so inspired that uh, there's someone else, another human who is has such an affinity for elf culture. And she's like, I mean, this right. is just my You're, job, yeah. man. So she kind of sees him as like stop. being funny and silly. Yeah. And... Stop talking to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she tries to talk her into singing. She's like, I don't sing. She's like, oh, anybody can sing. It's easy. You just move your mouth up and down. And she's like, I mean, I can sing, but like, I do not sing in front of people. And he's I like, if you can sing alone, you can sing in front of people. It's, it's the same the thing. Same. Definitely not. She's like, it's definitely not the same thing. But, uh, that night. So he stays there overnight. Right. He like squirrels himself away mm -hmm. when they close down the store. And he decides that if... Uh, Santa's coming. He needs to. Uh, he needs to get ready. Yeah, he needs to redecorate the whole damn place. So right, he goes into like turbo elf mode. Right. He tears open pillows mm -hmm. to uh make stuffing. Yeah, snow. Snow. He uh rearranges a light bright, like a hundred light brights, to say like "Welcome to the North Pole." Yeah. <laughs> he, welcome Santa. I think. Welcome yeah. Santa. Um. He makes Lego New York City. He makes Lego New York City. It is like a full... Uh, Tons of snowflakes and paper chains. and mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it would take like a team of people... Weeks. Weeks to do what he does in one night. Right. Because he's... Turns out he might be a shitty elf, but he's really good. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, even though he's a shitty elf, uh, by human standards, he's amazing. He's basically like a meth head on like... Adderall, right, and who also read the four hour work week? Like, yeah, he's in it. It, it is the efficiency is bonkers, which implies that every human has the potential to like have that kind of productivity if only we slept 45 minutes a night and we're raised by elves. Like, we should look into it that. implies that the body can handle that. My body cannot handle that. <laughs> Maybe that's why he has to have so much sugar. My body can't handle standing up too fast. <laughs> so, fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's why he has to have so much sugar. Is Maybe. Like, There's something in there, maybe. Yeah, because he only sleeps for 40 minutes a night. So, meanwhile, Walter gets home uh, and just, like, grabs his meal off the table and goes to his room to work. Mm -hmm. or his office to work. Right. He's way behind. He's got a lot of stuff to do. And his son, Michael, and his wife, Emily, are like, Whatever. Rude. Right. And then Michael's like, can I go to my room and eat? Like, I got I got a bunch of stuff. I got a lot of homework. Uh, imitating his dad. And Emily's like, no, you eat here <laughs> with me. <laughs> Sit your ass down. Eat your food. Right. Right. Um, and so we club, we switch back to the next kind of early morning, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, and Buddy's finishing up and he hears singing and goes to explore and ends up finding Josie in the women's locker Joby. room. Yeah. Uh singing a duet of Baby is Cold Outside. But she's only singing the girl part. Right. And just like and he takes over the guy's part. Right, but she doesn't notice him right away. But like, she's in the shower. Yeah, it's it's noisy. And so um 
first off, that song still... It's still a creepy song. Still a creepy song. Still a creepy song. I do take comfort in the fact that I would hope that someone who is feeling threatened would not stop to comb their hair. Yes. If you're truly... That's like my only... Consent. <laughs> like, like, hmm. Yeah. I mean, it is. it does seem to be that... Chloe, Chloe, kind of. We have to pretend that this is. We have to pretend not that our like, idea. Yeah, neither of us want to do this, but we both want to. Yeah, I guess. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, but he, she does hear him during the finale. The baby, it's cold outside. Kind of. I, I think that's when she turns off the water, and, and so she hears him, and she's like, "What the fuck? There's a male voice in this room." Right, and she just screams like, "Get out of here!" And so he covers his eyes and takes off running into a bag of lockers which is a great gag mm-hmm. and then out and um then he ends up asleep somehow in the window i think i guess that's where he goes up asleep at the window before no it's, no, it's, it's right after. after this okay um and walter sees him and he's like yelling dad through the window and nobody can and it's weird and walter hustles off uh then he tries to get a, into the empire state building again with a delivery for mr hobbs and kind of like covers his face but he's still wearing the whole elf get up and, and then so, they're like nah dude no nah, but they take the package and, yes. and deliver it upstairs right so if you have a suspicious person delivering a package <sighs> the person not is, the package is not the, the package is suspicious i feel like they would i would both... feel like both would be suspicious yes. and be like you and your package can go home yeah this was after this was post uh post 9-11 anthrax post, attacks yeah post 9-11 anthrax remember like, that that was a thing that got kind of we forgot about for a little weird. bit there yeah um good thing they solved that one right mm. hmm. yeah anyway anyway um but he ends up back at gimbal's and where did he get money to buy lingerie. I maybe they buy him, they pay him off in like store script or something. Ooh. He does have like, a job, but I but would assume But he showed up. He didn't have a job. He just showed up. Yeah, he's to not in the system. Job. He's not in the system. They couldn't pay him. They couldn't give him a What if everybody there is just getting paid under the table in cash? And so like end of his shift, I they just that. handed okay. him an envelope of money. I see that hand. They're like, "You're just seasonal." Like, yeah, here's here's 100 bucks. Here's 150 bucks. Like, get out of here. Okay, I see that. Maybe. So maybe that's where I get this money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he shows up in Gimbal's, and the store's nuts. The supervisor's freaking out. Uh, and Jovi's like, hey, over here. What were you doing in the girls' locker room this morning? He's like, I heard singing. I wanted to explore it. You have a very, very beautiful voice. It wasn't because I was, like, naked, was it? Uh, no. He's like, I had no idea that you were naked. How was I supposed to know? <laughs> yeah. But, like, also, that would, I like, I would have filed the report first. A hundred percent. Like, would have done it. Now, in her defense for not re- filing the report is the fact that she, she... was not supposed to be there. She was probably not supposed to be there. She would have to explain why she's showering after hours. Yeah, before Because hours. her water's mm-hmm. shut off at her house. Like, there's a lot of things they she... They were both a little in the wrong. Well, yeah, they were both... He was in the wrong, but she's trying to suss out, like, is is this man trying to take advantage of me? Or, like, is he truly just a man-child? Right. But also, I can't, like, if I tell them some dude broke into the women's locker room in the middle of the night while I was there, they're going to be like, well, we need to lock the women's locker room in the middle of the night. 
right. to avoid that from happening. And then I lose that perk. So, like, I can see she's not got a lot of good options. Yeah, she doesn't have a lot of good options, but yikes. Yeah, very, very yikes. And then the supervisor shows up like, listen, I don't know. They sent somebody from corporate down here. Like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Right. But, like, clearly someone's gunning for my job. And, like, Jovi is just like, like, looks at Buddy like, (laughs) is he serious right now? Who the fuck wants that job? Who the fuck wants that job? But, um... He's like, all right. So well, and uh, Jovi was like, "What were you doing here?" He was like, "I was doing all this, all this decorating." And she's like, "You did this." They're, they're kind, really they're kind of pissed about this. So yeah, and that's when the supervisor shows up and is kind of pissed about this, right? But uh, right as he says that, San- or, but he catches a glimpse of Santa headed backstage. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Santa, Santa, I know him. But um, the supervisor gets up. He's like, "All right, lady, boys and girls, like Santa's here." Yay! Make a nice line. Have your receipts ready. Like yeah. here we go. And Santa comes out. He's like, ho 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 ho. And Buddy is immediately like, "You're not fucking that Asner." Like, no, you're not Santa. You sit on a throne of lies. You smell like cheese, beef and cheese. <laughs> well, it's also like, what if you're Santa? What song did you sing me at my birthday last year? You're like, uh, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Like, of mm. course. It's like, wow, that is right. I did sing him happy birthday. So, but eventually Buddy rips the fake Santa's beard off. Mm-hmm. Children are screaming. And then there's a fisticuffs. Yes. The two of them get into a fight. And then he gets kicked out. And he gets kicked out. And actually he gets arrested. Because the next thing we see. Arrested. Um, um, is Walter in his office and he's opening the box that says to someone special and it's the lingerie mm-hmm. and his assistant walks in as he's holding it up and she's like oh that's who's that, that intercom okay it's like uh the police called um yeah they they want to talk to you and so he's got to go bail out buddy mm-hmm. and buddy's like I told him I told them they were come you would come I would call Walter with my one phone call and you would come and you would yeah. get me out Walter yeah, they Hobbs, said, my dad. My dad, Walter Hobbs. And he said, uh, they said you, you wouldn't come, but I knew you would come because you, you're you my dad and you would come. And he's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? We got to get nip this dad thing in the bud. Wh- who, what do you want? Do you want money? How did you know about Susan Wells? How did you know all this shit? Mm-hmm. Like, you can't be who you say you are because that's insane. So what is going on and how do I get you out of my life? Right. And Buddy's like, I just wanted to get to know you and thought you might want to get to know me and then maybe like maybe we could like be a family again and we could like have fun and go like sip hot cocoa and like go ice skating and maybe hold hands like i don't know and his dad's like fine okay well let's do this so he goes to the pediatrician's office right right he goes to his son's pediatrician i assume I kind of feel like maybe it's a guy he knows okay. from like maybe a college buddy or something. Right. Or like, so he has a college buddy friend who's a doctor. He's like, and listen, on like, the down I, low. Right. I got a friend. I, I need to know if this this guy showed up and he's claiming to be my son. Mm-hmm. Can't be my son, but maybe he can be. Can you do a paternity test? Okay, just do our pediatricians do paternity tests? You know, like, I haven't asked on the regular. I have not asked because yeah, you know it's, not, it's never not come, come up. up. It's never come up. Nope. Uh, but I, I don't know. Like, I know Maury Povich does them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know anyone else. <laughs> well, and also, like, there's a kind of comic scene where Fabs, the doctor is John Favreau, mm-hmm. uh, has to draw blood. And then, like, 
it seems like 30 minutes go by yeah and they get a result i'm like is that how long these things take i don't know can you get a paternity test faster than a covid test like maybe seems yeah it seems quick mm -hmm. seems quick and then immediately favreau looks at um at walter and is like all right so here's the deal obviously he's your son that's mm -hmm. true yeah he's, he's a grown-ass man who thinks he's an elf so that's problematic but he's probably just having some sort of mental break and just needs to be nurtured and brought into a loving family and maybe that'll snap him out of it so if i was you i'd just take him home to my family and and figure out what's going on i'm like no yeah that's that would not be what i do terrible advice john favreau right, right. i understand you have to keep this movie going because you're the director <laughs> right but i would be like do you want me to so since you're his father you can call you can call the psychiatrist you, we can have this man committed involuntarily mm -hmm. and it's not great it's not a great look but, but it's probably safe. the best yeah like until we can figure out what the hell is going on right what can we get him into some kind of like either he's going to be like fine it was all an act and i'm not really crazy in which case go away mm -hmm. you're a grown man later or alternately he sticks with it and you go do you need some help right right he needs some help adjusting he is where he needs to be so mm -hmm. maybe that's the best call no but not that is not that is not the call john favreau makes he's like go home bring him home to your your minor child <laughs> and your wife and it'll be fine yes so next scene uh walter is meeting mary steenbergen at the elevator mary steenbergen god oh, bless her she is the pinnacle of Disney moms. Yeah. In this movie. I think I have held her up as the pinnacle of Disney moms. <laughs> yeah. Where you're like, this is a hell of a curveball. Yes. You have a son that you did not know about or that you at least did not tell me about. Yes. That I did not know about. Right. This 30 years old. Yeah. Wait, when do we meet? Right. Know. Right. And so like. Like you're doing some reverse math there real fast. Well, And the reverse math checks out. But like. That's still a lot. And be like, so you didn't know about this kid at all? You had no inclination about no. this child? Like... No. Yeah. And you're like, that's someone who's real not involved in people's lives. You know, like... Yeah, seems like... I mean, so you didn't notice your girlfriend was, like, preggers? Like, she just disappeared? Right. And you, and you didn't go like, chasing after her? Or you didn't think that was weird at all? Or whatever? But no, she's like, oh, well this is so wonderful you have a son michael has a brother like yeah let's do this so um because uh, i don't 30 years ago is i was 11 so right, right, right so but if i said 20 years ago yeah if you came in with like oh turns out i have like a 20 year old son yeah i'd be like huh that's real interesting yeah like yeah. Yeah. It yeah. would be weird. It'd be very weird. It'd be very weird. I do not think I would just welcome them into our family. <laughs> Definitely not. And if you walked into your house and it was decorated like the North Pole and your this child, man. This man child who is dressed fully like an elf. Is there. I'd be like, no. It's like jumping on the bed and like. Yeah. I'd be no. like, wow, this is a lot. Um, but she's just like, just welcome. Let me set you a table. And so they have dinner, which is spaghetti that he pours syrup on. And she just smiles. Right. She just is like. The whole time. Right. This is lovely. I'm so 
just enamored by your choices. I feel like on the elevator, you don't see her pop the extra Xanax. Yeah, like, oh boy, she is so calm. She so is calm. just not reacting with any of the emotions <laughs> I would expect a human to have. But he tells us, uh, uh, but he tells the story. He drinks a whole two liter of Coke in one mm-hmm. fell sweep, which my kids always think is super impressive. I'm like, it's it's a special effect gag. But yeah, anyway, but still, but still, yeah, it's not bad. Um, and he introduces them to the four f- food groups of elves, which are candy, candy, candy canes, corn. candy corn, syrup. And um, Emily is like, you know, until you figure out what the hell's going on, you're welcome to stay here with us and our family in our house while we sleep. Right. Okay, thanks. She's like, he has serious issues. We can't throw him out. And you can see Walter being like, he has serious issues. That's why we should throw him out. That's why he can't stay here. Like, you don't have to go home, but Mm. you can't stay here. Right. And so next morning, Buddy's making breakfast. He makes spaghetti. For mm-hmm. breakfast, because he doesn't know how people work. Also, it's really weird that we have specific breakfast foods. I never really thought about that. Yeah, I mean, I don't believe in, like, the bourgeois constraints of meals. Yeah, well, that's only been personally. a thing within, like, the last 150 years. You can blame the Kellogg. Right, maybe 200, but yeah. Yeah, it's not been a, a, a consistent thing. Yeah, it, the fact that it's weird to eat spaghetti for breakfast... Well, I mean, it would have just been traditionally breakfast was just whatever you didn't. It was just food. Yeah, it's leftovers. Mm -hmm. I mean, I do like breakfast food. True, general. Yeah, but I like it all the time. Yeah, we had pancakes (laughs) for dinner tonight. It's fantastic. But anyway, um, mixed security with syrup, which I'm going to argue is definitely not a breakfast food or any time food. Okay, chicken and waffles though. No, that's baller. Chicken and waffles is delicious. So not every carb goes with the goes chicken with and waffle. <laughs> like you can't. I mean, we had the French toast burger discussion a while ago, and that French toast to be burgers good. were good. Um, but chicken and waffles, but like spaghetti and syrup. I don't. I don't know. I don't like syrup that much, and so like no. putting syrup in everything, I'd be like, Ugh. no. But if you had like sausagey meatballs, I could see it working. Yeah, but yeah, but it's a lot. Mary's. Steenbergen takes off. Right. It's like, oh, you, thanks. I, I you cooked? And he, she's like, yep. And he puts a bag of uh, spaghetti. So he boiled water. Yes. And made spaghetti. Yeah, he figured at, that like, out. At like four in the morning. I guess. She's like, when did you have time to do all this? He's like, oh, I got an entire 45 minutes of sleep last night. So. Right. I'm fine. I decorated the house. I built uh, a rocking horse. A rocking horse. I'm like, where'd you get the wood for that? And my favorite little moment is you see um, Walter walking into the room and there's an entertainment system half in focus behind him mm-hmm. that's just dismantled. Right. And that's where he got the wood for that. Like, that's the, it's just this great little gag that's not super upfront, but it's like, nice, well played. Yeah, well played. And so, but he's like, he walks in, he's like, all right, I've got the extra sketch and I've got our entire agenda planned for the day. We're going to, you know, do take walks in the park and we're going to. Like, we're going to ice skate. We're going to hold hands. We're going to be great, dad. Yeah. And dad's like, I got to go to work. Yeah. And he's like, well, gonna... I'll have some breakfast first. He's like, well, I don't really eat breakfast. He's like, oh, okay. Because he's like super crestfallen. He's like, so what do I do? He's like, I, I don't know. You just stay here. Don't hurt anybody. Don't get in trouble. Um. Also, can you like get rid of that costume? Because like, it's kind of horrible. He's like. But he, you can tell, it's kind of confused by that. He's like, I've been wearing this all my life. He's like, yeah, but like, can you get rid of it? He's like, 
sure he's like as soon as possible and so buddy's like okay so he just like drops the trowel in the middle of the kitchen and then mary stickberger walks around the corner and sees him and screams and right again this is the second time in about 30 minutes that uh buddy should have been arrested for some sort of sexual imposition yes yes i'm just gonna say but you know he gets a pass gets a pass Immediately, Walter is still not to work yet. He gets a phone call from Buddy being like, hey, the radiator, the box is making angry noises and I'm scared and I don't know what's going on. But like, Emily left me an emergency number. So I called you and he's like, yeah, don't fucking call me about the radiator. Right. It's the radiator. It makes that noise. It's fine. Yeah. But he's like, okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay. Well, I'll call you in five minutes. He's like, no, 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 don't call me in five minutes. I am busy and I have stuff to do. And no. So we're back at the office. Um, Walter's boss. The old guy walks in and screams yes. at him because the book sucks. It's missing pages, but it's also just a terrible book. We we posted a minus eight last quarter. Minus eight. We never get a minus eight. I have no idea what that number means. I don't either. I don't either. But it sounds bad. It sounds bad. And Walter treats it as bad. Uh, so you need a new plan for first quarter. I'll be here the 24th and you can present it then. He's like, but 24th Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And? Okay, then. Okay. We'll, we'll do it. So, next thing we see, Buddy's meeting Michael outside of his school. There's a man dressed mm-hmm. like an elf sitting opposite of a school. Just waiting. Just waiting and starts following a child who is trying to ignore him. There's yes. some flags. Yes. And he, he catches up with Michael and is trying to talk to him. Michael's like, just don't. I don't want to be seen anywhere near you because you're freaking embarrassing. Right. Because he's freaking embarrassing. Because he is embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, but they end up in Central Park. Mm-hmm. And there's a snowball ambush. Right, right. By some Hoodlums. ne'er-do-wells. Mm-hmm. And Buddy just wrecks their world. It's Buddy's chance to, to shine. Mm-hmm. And um, Michael's like, Okay, so there's something weird about this guy. Beyond just, like, the crazy mm-hmm. and the outfit, he's obviously, he's got some special something. Right, right. Like, he obviously grew up around snow, and he knows how to make, like, 400 snowballs in a minute. Like, I mean, that's kind of cool. Yeah, so something's up. So they decide to go back to Gimbal's uh, and have hijinks together. Right. Like, jump on all the beds and, like, run around, and they're silly. But they end up at the North Pole and see Jovi... And Michael's like, so you like her, huh? Like, you could instantly tell. Right. That there's, like, a vibe. Yeah. And you should go ask her out. What? Ask her on a date. What's a date? You Like, go do cool stuff and, like, hang out. and Like, have coffee or whatever. Yeah. He's like, okay, maybe. And so Jovi sees him. She's like, I didn't think you'd be allowed back in here. He's like, no, no, it's cool. Um, They let me go, but they gave me a restraining order. Right. And she's like, okay. Yes. Yeah, that means you're not allowed back in here. Like, right, right. That's what a restraining order means. So, um, but they talk and Michael kind of walks mm-hmm. Buddy through it and He's ends like, up getting a date. Would you go on a date with someone that was arrested and given a restraining order and then they show up at your work again to ask you out? After sneaking into the ladies' locker room under somewhat dubious circumstances? Yeah. No. 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 I'd be like, hey, that guy that kind of creeped me out that I couldn't really report because my hands were kind of tied because I was in a bad life situation. 
Um, but you gave him a string order, order. and he came He's, back. He so... came back. So I'm just acting on that in your interest. Right, because I'm you, a good employee. I'm a good employee. You should arrest this bastard. Yes. Yes, that would be my play. But he's so charming. Yep. And, and he the, brought a child with him, so that he, it can't be a problem. Yeah. So they're going to go on a date on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Thursday. Uh, we cut back to the house. Uh, Michael and, and Buddy are putting up a Christmas tree. Like, where'd you get that Christmas tree? And it's like, oh, Buddy chopped it down from the park. And... Mary Steinberger is like, oh, ha, 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 boys will be boys. It's so funny. And Walter's and, like, the fuck? That's a felony. Right. It's like, like they'll have them plant a new one. I was like, that's not how any of this works, Mary. Like, you can't just plant a new tree from a tree that you chopped down in Central Park. No, that's not allowed. So they're freaking out and they're like, well, we need to wash him. Like, we we need him under adult supervision. Right, he can't he can't stay here. Yeah, and so Mary's like, or Emily's like, I can't I can't watch him tomorrow because I have thing and stuff. Right, I have a job. So why don't you bring him to work? He's your son anyway, you bastard. Like, Yeah, that is the really only time where she kind of like sticks it to him, where she's like, it's not my job to clean this up. Like, it's your kid. It's your kid. So you figure it out. It's like, fine, I'll take him to work with me. So next morning, Two of them dressed in suits. First off, where did they get a suit? He's not his and a dad's. Coat. He's not his dad's size. Not even close. Yeah. Not even close to Michael's size. No. No. Uh, he's probably closest to to Emily's size in this whole thing. But that <laughs> takes on a whole different direction yeah, if we go like, that way. But like a very nice coat and suit and like a fitted shoes. shirt and, yeah. and shoes. Yeah. Like he's looking really dapper, and goes in and meets the crew and. Francisco. Ooh, that's fun to say. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the uh the whatever receptionist was like, I Daddy. didn't even didn't even recognize you without No, I'm wearing work clothes. I'm wearing work clothes. <laughs> and like he goes in and sits on a little stool in the corner of his dad's office and reads books while muttering to work. Francisco. Francisco. Uh and he's like, Can you be quieter? I'm trying to work. And she's like, Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. And it's like all kinds of weird. Like Debbie brings him in coffee, and he takes a sip. And he's like, "Oh gosh, that's terrible." And his dad's like, "You, you, you don't, don't have, have to, to drink, drink that. that." Oh, thank you. And um, at one point, the phone rings. Buddy dives across the desk and answers, and goes, "Buddy, the elf. What's your favorite color?" And he's like, "You can't." And then Walter answers it, and it's dead. You know, whoever mm-hmm. it was hung up. He's like, "You can't just answer don't my phone. Touch my shit, man. Hey, right. I got an idea. Have you ever been to a mailroom?" Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's shiny and it's great, and all kinds of fun things happen. All the mail goes in and all the mail goes out, and like you would love it. You would love it. It seems like just your kind of thing. And so they take him down to the mail room and they're getting the tour, and he's like, "Yeah, it's just like Santa's workshop, except it smells like mushrooms and everybody looks like they want to hurt me." Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's a great description of the basement. Yeah, the basement mail room. Mm-hmm. So they have all the, the pneumatic tubes. Yeah, they give them the, they're gloriously sucky. Yep, they're great. So the other part is while that's happening, we go back up to the office and we meet uh, Walter's writing team. Yes, and uh, you recognize them. Yes, I recognize both of them. Yeah, it's Andy Richter, Andy and Richter, Kyle Glass, Kyle Glass, Andy Richter, known as the other half of the Conan O'Brien duo. Yes, and Kyle Glass as the other half of Tenacious D. Sure, why not? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but th- there's a lot of really funny people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in this movie. Totally slumping it up in this. No, they don't favor the fabs. That's what I think it is. Right. 
They were like, hey, I'm doing a movie. And they're like, sure, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're like, all right, so here's the plan. What we need to do is we need to get Miles Finch to come in and pitch his story. And that's how this will work. And Walter looks at him and goes, my two best writers, my, my dream team, my, my brain trust. Your suggestion is that I find another writer. I'm like, yeah, yeah, Miles Finch. Yeah, it, it'll be a slam dunk. And he's just like, you guys, fuck. All right, well. Get him on the phone. Get him on the Let's phone. Let's this. see if we can do it. Um, and so cut back down to the mailroom. Buddy has discovered alcohol. Mm-hmm. Or syrup. Ooh, coffee and syrup. I never thought of That's that. That's a great idea. And he just like glug, 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 A whole, like, mm-hmm. half a flask of. Right, right. And if the guy whose flask it was wasn't like, bro. Well, you see his eyes kind of get big, like, dude. Dude, bro. That's, and then that's he kept, like, he's kind of reaching for the flask as, like, mm-hmm. uh, in a cut. And then when we go back, Buddy's, like, passed out on the table. Right. They're both, okay. They're both just laying there on top of mail, like, talking about, like, you're, like, my best friend and stuff. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, what was in that alcohol? Like, I, it was it was a lot. It was like from zero to like, I love you, man. This is also possibly like the first 15 time. 15 minutes. This is possibly the first time Buddy's been drunk. So. Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure. Also, uh, I kind of want that job where you, it's not a big deal if you're just like lying on mail and not doing your work because you're like real messed up. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the amount of supervision they have in the mailroom is like not Yeah, great. and OSHA concerns apparently. <laughs> right. Uh, meanwhile, upstairs they get Miles on the phone and they're pitching to him and he's like super diva. He's like I will be there for 5 hours tomorrow. We'll have you pick up at the airport in a black Chevy A black limo. A black whatever. limo with the interior temperature set to exactly 77 degrees. Um and I will come in and I'll pitch you three stories and mm-hmm. as he's Giving his requirements, the phone rings and it's Deb. Like, hey, there's a problem in the mailroom. And Miles, is like, what? What's that? Why are you cutting in like my thing? He's like, hold on, Miles. I do not hold. I will not come if you make me hold. Like, and then eventually, he thinks he's lost him. Uh, he thinks Miles is hanging up, but then Miles comes through and is like, yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. Ten thirty sharp or whatever. Yeah, seventy-seven degrees. Click. And so they go down to the mailroom, and Buddy is leading some sort of like dance revolution yes yeah it's like a like a russian dance Mm -hmm. and so buddy gets routinely fired from that it's not (laughs) there anymore they gotta go he's been fired from so many jobs he didn't actually have yeah it's it's also this was like 2003 where you could just like walk in somewhere and get a job right because that was the 2003 i remember (laughs) not at all it's pretty darn close to the 2021 I'm seeing where, like, they'll hire anybody. I mean, you're not going to make any money. Right, right. But they'll hire you. They'll hire you. And then you can, like, just take your, you know. Maybe. But, yeah. Um, then we have the date with Josie. Oh, yeah. It's a cute, awkward montage. He takes her to all the sites he knows in New York City. Right. The home of the greatest cup of coffee. Uh, a More. random Christmas tree. Ice skating. Well, she, he says, this is like the best Christmas tree I've ever seen. And she's like, oh, honey. And she takes him to Rockefeller Center to see the big tree. And he's like, wow, that's a big one. And then they go. And she's like, yep. <laughs> pretty cool. And like, you could see like, she's got kind of the, oh, I'm seeing this world through trod like wonder of this man mm-hmm. child thing. Right. Which is appealing. I guess. Yeah. I mean, 
I mean, if everything you show him, he's like just amazed and awed by, like you could phone in a lot of shit and still give him a great weekend. It's true. So that is somewhat appealing, but they're ice skating together and he leans in and pecks her on the cheek and she's like, oh, you missed. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, no, you missed. And she like pulls him in and gives him a big old smooch and Mm -hmm. then... He switches back. Our oldest was like, uh, nobody better grab me while I'm ice skating to kiss me because we're both going down. (laughs) Like, Like, that would not work. We would both end up in the hospital. It would not be cute or romantic. And I was like, it's true. (laughs) Or he's like, or if somebody was like in front of me kissing like that, like, I cannot turn. Right. I would slam slam right into them. Right into them. And it would be really bad. Right. It's a bloodbath either way. Like, these people are asking for it. Yeah. This is a terrible idea to be kissing on the ice. And I was like, (laughs) Damn it's straight. true. Be safe. Be safe. It's good. My first of many conversations <laughs> in the romantic department that end with the phrase "be safe." Be safe. Um. Anyway, next day, Miles shows up. He's walking through um the office, and you see him in cuts, but you never see the full Miles until mm-hmm, until he walks all the way into the office. Yep. And you see the, like, whispers, and we're like, it's Miles Finch, it's Miles Finch, and people are, like, looking around the, mm. he's, like, a man of mystery. Yeah, but it's now very famous Peter Dinklage. Yes. This was pre-Game of Thrones. Yeah. Peter Dinklage. Oh, very, very pre. Like, he, he looks super young in this. Um, But he's Peter Dinklage, mm-hmm. and he's obviously, you know, Peter Dinklage. He's a dwarf. Like, he's a right. little person. He's a little person. And... He's but like a great actor with a lot of gravitas and presence. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing how much presence that man has. But um Miles just walks into the room and just like holds out his hand and he's he's like, handed, where's my money, bitch? Handed an envelope, sits there, counts it in front of everybody, then stuffs it into his suit jacket and is like, Alright, let's talk. Right, we can do this now. Um he's got some ideas, he's starting to lay it out when Buddy walks in. Mm-hmm. Buddy is just Smitten. Right, he's like, I'm in love, I'm in love, and I don't care who knows it. And he's like, buddy, that's great. Uh, I'm in a meeting right now. Can you, like, just sit outside for a minute? And then Buddy spots Miles. Yeah, and he's like, oh, look at you! I didn't I didn't think I would ever see an elf down here. Like, how's it going? And Miles, not amused. Yeah, Miles is like, you're real funny. Real fucking funny. But, like... And everybody at the table's mortified. Yeah. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. Um... And but he doesn't let it go. Well, he's he's not even calculating that he's doing something wrong. No, not at all. He's like, did Santa let you come down here without? And he's like, oh yeah, keep laughing it up, buddy. Right? Like, did you have to get a sleigh? Did you walk? Like, it's did a long you borrow way. a reindeer? Yeah, it's a long way. And you know, buddy's trying to figure it out, but Miles is. And yeah, he's just making conversation. You know, it's like when you're in a town that you are not from, and someone walks by with like a Dayton loves beer shirt, and you're like. I love beer. I love Dayton. <laughs> right. What are you doing in Dayton Oklahoma? <laughs> what? Where'd you get that shirt? And right. you're like, oh, my cousin lives in Dayton. Oh, what part? You right. been there? Right. And so it's it's the like. It's the small talk. The small talk. Uh, pardon the pun. Uh, but. True. True. Uh, but Miles gets real pissed and says, call me an elf one more time. And Buddy's like, you're, you're an, an elf? elf? And Miles comes across the fucking table. And beats the shit out of him. Beats it's his so great. ass. It's so great. great. It's such a great little montage. And um, after he gets done pummeling. Right. And storms out. But he storms out. And everybody's like, well, that was kind of terrible. And Walter just lays into Buddy like, 
you just like this was my shot like this was my last ditch effort Mm -hmm. this was my hail mary pass and you came in and just ruined the whole thing i don't want to see you i don't want to hear you get the fuck out right not everything is about you like like yeah like sometimes you need to wait your turn yeah like know your role man uh and so buddy just like looks hurt and runs off right so sad and so walter goes back to his office and then the writers come in and they're like hey Miles left his notebook. There's some, like, really good ideas in here we can steal. I'm like, first off, probably not advisable. You're probably going to get sued. Well, so their first idea was, like, a... Tomato at a farm. Tomato at a farm. And, uh... Miles. Miles is like, don't do that. Everyone's everyone's pushing, you know, small town rural. It's just going to be white, white noise. noise. Um, also, p- tomatoes are too vulnerable. Don't do that. Yeah, tomatoes are too vulnerable. Um... And then it was asparagus who are shamed that their pee smells. Well, yeah, that was like their second or third pitch. But in the book, he's like, but the best, the best story is a peach on a whatever. He's like, so what's more vulnerable than the peach? I say we go with our very first pitch. I say we go with our um, tomato pitch. Tomato pitch. All right. right, We'll get some storyboards. And the guys sit there and he's like, not here. You can't sit and do storyboards in my office. Go somewhere else. Do some storyboards. Like. Yeah, let's get this together because we got like four hours before forty five minutes. Forty five minutes, shit. So <laughs> they were really kind of close. <laughs> yep. Meanwhile, Buddy goes home and writes a goodbye note that like I on edge and sketch on an edge of sketch, uh, and Michael finds it, and so Walter's in his big meeting mm-hmm. with his like board of directors. Buddy is walking across a bridge somewhere. Michael busts into the meeting and is like, "Dad, Dad, Buddy's gone," and he's like. But can, can this wait just like two minutes? And the boss is like, no, no like this needs to you, you need to do your pitch now. Right. Like, like I came here today on Christmas Eve, on Christmas Eve as an asshole, as an asshole to do this pitch. Um, And you're going to you're going to pitch me it, which like I understand. Like yeah. if I show up somewhere ready to do my ready job. to do my job and the other people are like, yeah, so I'm not really ready. Like, can we do that later? Can I inform you that that is literally every <laughs> time I go on site with a customer, I'm like, All I'm here time. to do the thing. And they're like, oh, is that today? I'm like, I've been emailing for a month. We had a review call. I had a laundry list. I right. needed these things. I could, I could not have been clearer. Yeah. You, you consented so like, to the checklist. Yeah. So as Christmas Eve asshole, like, I understand. I understand that. him a little bit. And also, like... Michael could have waited five minutes. Like, yeah, five minutes is not going to. I mean, Buddy is on a bridge and possibly suicidal, but like, you're not going to make it there in time anyway. Yeah. So it's five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But anyway, Michael looks at Walter and is like, listen, Buddy cares about everybody. And all you care about is you, which I feel is like a really wild thing to determine about that man's character in two days. In a day. Because he's met exactly four people. Like, (laughs) He cares about those four people. I guess. But um, he, uh, Walter takes that news and is like, okay, well, fuck this job. Mm-hmm. Like, so, so many hard pivots in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, he just rage quits right then and there. Right. I think he was looking for a, an opportunity to rage quit. Like, yeah. I think it was like, I think it was just one more time. Like, I think he, he was in needed. a very hostile work environment. Yes. He was probably finding the bottom of what he could get away with mm-hmm. until he had enough saved up that he could successfully pitch out on his own. He probably was doing the math that was like, today's the day. I'm going to yeah. get fired. 
Yeah, or... Or I'm going to rage clip, quit in a blaze of glory. I'm going to tell the boss up yours, and maybe I can get my buddies mm-hmm. to rage quit with me right? in a heat of a moment, and then I can pick them up real cheap on the bounce. Right. Yeah, maybe. Maybe there's a plan here. Yeah. So, But anyway, he's He like, and Michael head out. Yes. To try to, try to find Buddy, who's just like somewhere, somewhere and in distress. Yep. So he's out on a bridge. Uh, Michael and Dad are looking for him. And then they see Santa crash yeah, into Santa's, Central, Central Park. Santa's sleigh like flickers mm-hmm. uh, above and crashes into Central Park. And uh, Buddy's like, I gotta go get Santa. It's the yep. only thing I've ever known. And Michael's like, that was Santa. If Buddy saw him, that's where he's going. Mm-hmm. So they converge there. Buddy gets there first and meets up Santa, who turns around with a crowbar and he's like, you're not going to take me a lot. Oh, hey, it's you, buddy. And throws the crowbar down. You hear the thud. Yeah, that Santa has seen some shit. <laughs> like, he, is, he is ready to throw down. Yeah. I don't know if he brought the crowbar I think with so. him. Maybe that was the thing he really wanted for Christmas. Right then and there and just pulled it out of the bag. Oh, That was his Christmas present to himself this year is a is, little bit of... Is a, yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, if I had an unlimited toy bag, occasionally I'd pull a crowbar out to, to wail on a dude. Right. To beat the shit out of someone who's going to steal my uh, sleigh. And in the in his defense, he is in Central Park in the middle of the night. Like, <laughs> yes. you should. Uh, and this is a kid's movie. So, like, he should have something somewhat comical yet formidable. And I think crowbar is right there. Crowbar is right in the middle. Um. Yeah, and they're. It like, would have been funny with a baseball bat too, like yes, with yes. a ribbon around it to uh, be yeah, like. Yeah, I think a a baseball bat with a bow would, would be like, like perfect. He turns around and he's just like, "I've got, I've got Timmy's baseball bat, and I will fucking I use will this." Use it, yeah. But yeah, that would have been a great moment. But um, he's like, "Buddy, glad you're here. You're like the second best person to have right here, right now." <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> Um, so your dad's at the North Pole, so you'll have to do. So my engines broke. I don't happen. I think we blew a thermal couple or something out over the East River. So like, I need help. I need you to fix it. Um, I need you to fix this. And, um, I think the engine got knocked off. It's back there somewhere. So buddy takes off for the engine, meets up with Michael and Walter. And they're like, what, what the fuck is going on? He's like, yeah. So you know how you thought I was crazy? Yeah, I'm not crazy. Come with me. I got something to show you. I have so many corroborators. Yeah. um, One very high collaboration. Right. So Santa's there and he's like, hey, Mm -hmm. uh, can you give this to your firstborn? And he's like, and my firstborn is an elf. And he's like, I mean, he's a human raised by elves. But yeah. Yeah. Also, um, Walter does have this like really awkward apology where he's like, hey, so I kind of like overreacted back there said some things i didn't mean um i think maybe you might be chemically imbalanced though so we probably need to work on that like there's a lot of blame shifting and like right. half-ass apology mm-hmm. but buddy's like that's cool and he gives a big hug he's like brother come with me and we got to see santa and he's like okay and that's when he's got his moment meanwhile there's a news broadcast going on yeah it's charlotte denon new york one and she uh she's broadcasting and josie sees it and is like Oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Because they have footage of... Of a mysterious man in an elf costume, like, traipsing about... What, like, Bigfoot style. Bigfoot style. <laughs> it's a great little reference that, like, no kid gets for a few years. And they're like, oh, that's, like, yeah, Bigfoot. Yeah, like, Bigfoot. 
yeah oh yeah that's funny like good job fabs like that was the reference i didn't expect to get thrown into this film but right well played and so she books it out of there to try to catch up with what's going on um Oh, they also report that, like, the area is being cleared and the Central Park Rangers are inbound and, like, Mm -hmm. um, they're, you know, they're still being under investigation for their controversial handling of the Simon and Garfunkel concert crowd control in 1985. I'm like, this is a good 13 years or 18 years later. Right, right. Like, that's some good obstruction right there. Yikes. Yeah. Anyway. Um, So everybody's helping Santa. Buddy, Mm -hmm. Michael, Walter. Help trying to get this the sled out. Um, and Santa knows what Michael wants, which is a certain skateboard. A huffboard. A huffboard. And he pulls it out and he gives it to him. And like, th- so Buddy's under the sled trying to reattach his jet engine. Mm-hmm. And while he's under there, the sled lifts into the air. And, and hovers. Then hovers for a second and then drops back. And I'm like, they killed Buddy. Right. He's dead now. Like, that's that you don't do that you don't lift a car you're under and that goes double for magical sluts right right and there is like, no stop happened? locks there's no jack stands there's nothing nothing, nothing. and it's like what just happens they go like, oh, you made my sled fly with your uh christmas spirit and, right and he's like well we just need more christmas spirit right he's like so you can just come out and tell everybody you're here and people believe in you and then you get more spirit and they take off he's like no no it doesn't work that way people have to believe they can't just see which is bullshit because Michael literally just saw, mm-hmm. and that worked. So just do that for everybody. I don't know. I don't know. There's a big plot hole right there. Yeah, like it's, it's a very confusing plot hole. I don't understand that. But that's uh, the part of the movie that we don't understand. <laughs> I mean, it's the one place where things contradict their own rules, right? Or it's not. It's not consistent. It's inconsistent. Um. But everybody kind of hatches a plan. They're like, all right, well, we do have a plan. So let's do this. So Michael grabs the book. Mm-hmm. That is the list. Right. And apparently Sam just has it memorized, so he doesn't need the list. No, he needs the list, but Michael just hauls ass with it. And he's like, wait, I need this list. list. And then Walter's like, I need your clothes. I need your cat hat and your jacket. And Sam's like, what? Mrs. Claus made these for me. He's like, give me them. So what happens is Michael runs up to the news reporter and is like, hey, it's real. It's real. Santa's here. And she's like, oh, that's cute. She's like, this is a great fluff piece. Like, let's. I have his list. Oh, that's adorable. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, yeah, let me read it. And he starts flipping random pages like so-and-so wants this. So-and-so wants this. So-and-so wants this. So-and-so wants this. And it's the girl that. Buddy met in the in right. the pediatrician. Once, once a Susie talks a lot, like whatever, yeah. and she's like, "Thanks, buddy. buddy." And then he's like, "What's your name?" She's like, "I'm whatever." Yeah, Charlotte Denon, New York one. And he looks her up. He goes, "You want a Tiffany engagement ring and your boyfriend to get up off his butt and ask you and commit already?" And she like, like you could tell the like kind of like fluffy smile goes to like really strange smile, yes. like and like eyes wide. Eyes wide, like, oh, that just got said out loud. Mm-hmm. And, and everyone was like, ooh. <laughs> and so, um, then Josie shows up and it's like, hey, and Michael's like, hey, we need Christmas spirit. Like, the reporter just was like, cut. Like, where did you get this? And she's like, I told you it was a thing. Like, I told you it was Santa's. Like, like, that's bullshit. Like, I don't know what's going on. Who told you to but, say like, that? Yeah. That's not acceptable. 
And then Josie shows up and is like, what's going on? She's like, well, we need Christmas spirit. I tried reading the book thing, but like... Didn't really work. Re- didn't really re- work. And Josie's like, the best way to spare che- Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Which is something that Buddy had told her earlier. And right. she was just like... About singing. This crazy old man. Um, and then Santa's like, well, we got to roll because the Rangers are coming. Right. The New York Rangers. Uh, the Central Park Rangers. New Central York Park Rangers are a hockey, or a hockey team. team. Yes. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. <laughs> Especially if they had these horses on the ice. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> like water polo is a thing. Why not ice polo? Why not ice polo? Sure. I have several reasons why not ice polo. I mean, but water polo, they don't use horses, do they? No, ice polo would be much closer to polo and also hockey. Yeah. But no, they don't use horses after the unfortunate incident at the 84 Olympics. Yeah. I, th- I think I think that's not true. I th- it's not. <laughs> But anyway, um, so Stana starts rolling and Josie gets up on like a horse cart. Mm -hmm. And this is bullshit because if you... Like a carriage? If if you touch one of those carriages, because they're for like the carriage rides around the park, Mm -hmm. and you're not paying, you're getting thrown bodily from that carriage. Absolutely. They do not abide an Instagrammer. They're like, Like, you need to get off here. Like, if you're on this thing, you're paying me 10 bucks for a photo. Mm -hmm. And then you can get off. I won't move. That's fine. You can just be like, post it to your feeds. Yeah. That's fine, but I'm getting my cut. So, no, she starts singing. You better watch out. Santa Claus is coming to town. Mm-hmm. And so... And everybody starts singing. Yeah, and people start joining in. Meanwhile, Buddy's trying to, like, fix the engine while he's on the sled. More people are joining. The clausometer starts to go. The engine kicks off. They are finally able to get off the ground when the engine gets knocked off. But... The top of the fountain. Top of the fountain, yeah. Right. And they're going to crash, but, like, the singing's on the news, and so, like, all of New York starts singing. Right, because, you know, why not? Including the biker bar they briefly showed. Right, where, like, Dirk Larson wants, like, a spa day. He's like, must be another Dirk Larson. Larson. Um, But you could tell he's, like, so guilty. Like, he got caught. He's, like, but also a spa day. Spa day, guys, come on. Like, Spas are the best. I need some help with the beard, like just a couple treatments, some oil, and some... Yeah. Great. Um, and they have a montage of like all the like set pieces from the movie, like the guys in the the, the, the basement, room. Yeah. the security guards, the guys at the conference table um, that are working on the book, uh, and then... The main cast, uh, the Walter and Michael and Josie are mm-hmm. all singing out front. Uh, Mary the at some point joins them. Yeah, she shows up. I don't Emily. know why or is when. She's a terrible singer. Yeah, she is. But she sings anyway because. I wonder if Mary Stenbergen is a bad singer, but I, I think she's she, probably good. She's probably a fine singer, and they were like, sing badly. It's, it's part of the gag. <laughs> it's more fun. Um, and Walter's kind of faking it, he's just moving his mouth. And Michael calls him on it, so he finally sings, Santa Claus is coming to town, as Santa blows out of Central Park and takes off down the street. And everyone's like, whoa! And then they saw it, and like, whoosh, whoosh, the Christmas spirit. Just like, goes to 11. Booshed, and Booshed up his sleigh. And then, scene. And then scene. Um, we pick up. With voiceover from Papa. Right, and he's like, and that's how buddies save Christmas. Yeah. Like... And uh, Walter went on to join his, do his own publishing company. His first book was a little known uh, first, uh, like, first author, but first time author, first time author by Buddy the Elf. Mm-hmm. About his story about how he, you know, it was a fictional story, fictional story uh, about how he saved Christmas. 
So there's that. Uh, also, Buddy and Josie come up and visit, and they have a baby, and it's adorable. And so that's nice, and uh, it's really good, and yeah, it all worked yeah, out. They're in the like, end. everything's great. Everything's great. It's fantastic. And I'm like, is it? Yeah. I mean, there's still, I think, I think Walter still has some things he needs to talk to with his wife. Like they should be in counseling. I, I hope so. Their son should probably also be in counseling (laughs) because of things that happened. Counseling for everyone. Everyone needs therapy. I feel like the first thing you would do is you'd be like, so I'm looking for a counselor for my son. Mm -hmm. Have you read Buddy the Elf? Yeah. Yeah. It's true. I'm sorry. It's, yeah. It's absolutely true. Yes. Like, I don't... Yeah, that'd be really hard. That'd like, really how hard do you talk. convince somebody of that? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that'd but be... That'd be a challenge. That'd be a... Yeah, a whole... Because you have thing. to... Because the first thing you would have is, like, this kid telling you, buddy, else, the elf is true, and you'd be like, oh, we gotta unpack that shit. Right. Knock that off. And it's like, no, 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 no. His dad is like, no, that's not the problem. Mm-hmm. The problem is, like... He he has a he has a grown brother that just showed up out of nowhere right. and saved Christmas like, and like there's <laughs> surprise siblings like that I mean that's just how that works right that's gonna be some some things to work some through stuff, some stuff and and him and Emily need to work through some things too you know and yeah yeah some unresolved new family dynamics that you're gonna have to wade yourself through because they now have a grandchild too yeah out of nowhere out of nowhere they have a, a son. A daughter-in-law and a grandchild just popping in. Like, mm-hmm. what does that do to Christmases? Yeah, I mean they're are, probably busy. Things but, are happening fast. Yeah, like you would need some you would need some professional assistance with those those <laughs> roots. Just saying. So, what, what if, did we learn? Um, the, the yellow ones don't stop. The yellow ones don't stop. I was like, stop. oh, this is this that's is a valid. That's useful. Like they are teaching you some real survival skills. Survival skills, like do not. Um, when your husband shows up with a hitherto-for unknown child, adult mm-hmm. progeny, um, just roll with it. What's the worst that could happen? 100%. Be like, oh, I guess we have a dog now. This is all fine. Yeah, yeah. Just, there's another child here, so, you know, but it's not a child. It's an adult with obvious mental issues. Right. He can sleep here. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's all right. It, it'll work out. Uh, do not try to hug wildlife. Don't hug wildlife. Consent. Or don't install Peter Dinklage. Yes. Like, yes. mind yourself. Yeah. He, do, he does not fuck around. He does not suffer a fool. Um, that's true. Yeah. Um, he drinks and he knows things, but... <laughs> he's yeah. not going to take it. So... I think, I, that, I think those are all the things we learned. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And that last one, I think, is really the most Christian. Like, don't <laughs> fuck with Peter Dinklage. Don't fuck with Peter Dinklage. And on that note... Please parent responsibly. Please parent responsibly.